Hello and welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies. I'm Cam. And I'm Tom. So, uh, yeah, I'm back. It's been a while. It's been ages, mate. I don't even, Who are you? I don't even know if I know how to do this. Not that I ever knew how to do this. Uh, <laughs> I'll confess to be a pro. But, yeah, no, it's good to be chatting rubbish with you for a, an hour or so again. About the Bring delight back. that is FPL. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely should. He does better than me anyway, so. Um, how How are you? I'm all right, mate. Not too bad. I'm having a. Well, we're both having a pretty tasty week. I mean, you more so than me. Yeah, but I can't believe I smashed it. I'm really happy, which is annoying because I'm really happy, but I'm not so happy because you're having a better week, than me, a much better week <laughs> than me. You're so a sour like, old man. <laughs> it like t- it, I am a sour <laughs> old man, but it like taints the happiness that I have because yeah. it's like, oh, I am happy, and then look at your score, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> and actually, when I look at my team, no one's actually really done anything apart from Marcus Rashford, so. Yeah, um, I may as well get straight to it because it's probably the only good season, uh, the only good game week I've had all season. Um, but as with, I say most people, quite a lot of people, I triple captained Rashford this week um, and brought in Bruno. Um, so that was a very uh, lucky game week, or sorry, game against, uh, who did they play last? Was it Bournemouth? Who? United. Oh, Palace. Palace. Um yeah, seeing the that Rashford had got an assist, I was like, oh, sick, like he's probably been fouled. And then to see that it was a blocked cross handball sort of situation and he gets the assist for that, shit housed myself my way to 12 points. Triple to 36. Um, and then, yeah, the goat that is Ben Me popping up with a goal and clean sheet. Um, I don't really know how he didn't get more bonus points than he did um, for that. I know Mbomo got a um, goal and an assist, but... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting pretty on 90 points and uh, a game week rank of 10k, the heady highs. Yeah. Um, and you're, it's you're you're a dick. <laughs> it's half my rank. I was at like 1.3 mil, and now I'm at 650k, which is still really yeah. It's not great by any means. It's still a long way to oh, go. That's good. But, um, that's a huge. Jump. Well, this is the thing: was that I've or I think I've said on previous eps is that you know it's so easy to have a stink a week and it just absolutely destroys your rank, but it's so hard to like make those same sort of gains in, in the opposite way. Um, but this week I've managed to do it. So yeah, buzzing. Um, the only negative is I still don't have Matoma and I've got Solly March, but I think it would have been, <laughs> you can't win them all. Mate. No. And it would have been quite difficult for me to, in good conscience, start Matoma over Martinelli or Nketiah when, yeah, Sean Dyke just come in, but Arsenal playing the way they are, you'd probably expect them to um, win that one, basically, um, and then them to be involved. The only person probably is that Robertson against Wolves. Do we have to talk about it? I mean, you probably would have, you probably would have, you probably would have dropped Ben Me from a tone when I think about it. I'm not, I was, I was very close to starting March instead of Robertson. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because even though. <laughs> I thought it was going to be really difficult for us to get a result against Wolves, but as we were talking before I came on, on on air, the hopeless optimist of being a fan of my team thought that we might get something out of the game. Um, and even if we won 2-1 or something like that, I was like, Robertson could get an assist. So um, I kind of ended up starting him over March, but I thought that uh, Brentford at home to Southampton was a much more surefire clean sheet than Liverpool away to Wolves. So... I was actually probably going to start Ben Mee even, ahead of Robertson. Even though before that game, they'd only scored 12 goals. What? You, you, just to you just never, remind you again. You never mentioned that. Have I not? No. So what's that fact again? Oh, sorry. For, for, for context, um, I, I've told Cam this fact, I think it's four times now, that uh, Wolves have now scored 20% of their league goals against Liverpool this year. Uh, they scored, obviously, three of the 15 goals on the weekend. I would say it, it seems to be mutually exclusive that Liverpool have a good week and I also have a good week in fantasy, but uh, we've both had absolute stinkers all season, so it just seems <laughs> that seems to be more than more than able to happen at the same time as us both be shit. But yeah, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm also having a good week. Uh, triple captain Rashford as well. Um, bought in Bruno Fernandez, Bruno Fernandes, um, and also in Kepa like Cam and and Luke Shaw. But apart from that. Everyone else on my team, it's literally a sea of ones. Yeah. Trippier finally blanked. Um should probably go see a doctor. It's not I think that's I think that's actually quite good because you don't own a second Newcastle defender, do you? No. 
and I don't need. I think it's actually positive for people who don't own yeah. more than one that they, they actually conceded. So that was good. Yeah, but yeah, I was expecting Arsenal to be obviously much better against Deutsche Ball. The only thing with um, not having two Newcastle defenders is that you know, for both of us, we have Kepper. Um, if someone has Pope and Trippier or uh, Trippier and Botman or someone like that, there and they they keep a clean sheet, that's obviously like double whammy for them. But because we had Kepper come through this week, I think if Newcastle had kept a clean sheet, um, well I'm covered. Yeah, I mean we've we've made gains because we Big gains, we yeah. had. A, I mean I've jumped from three hundred twenty five k to two hundred twenty k. Nice. So it was it was I think it was like one seventy before Kane, Kane scored yesterday. Yeah. That was a. Uh, I mean, that was a, that was a nail in my coffin. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, but still, big, big, big old jumps, and obviously with the Man United boys still to play. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think with, um, yeah, three United players in quite a favourable fixture. We'll wait to see if uh, Leeds have not quite a new manager bounce because I don't think they've got anyone across the line yet. But um, you know, it might butt the players' ideas up. But I'm still pretty confident of. Well, even if Rashford blanks and they all get two points extra, it's still going to be it's fine. good gains, um, especially for Rashford being tripled. So, yeah, I mean the fact we've got three that that's literally 10, 10 points will gain if they if say they all get two points. Yeah, because obviously six points for Rashford on the triple captain and two two for Shaw and Fernandez. Yeah. So that's I'm not gonna lie, take that. Yeah, been a very good week. Um, yeah, I I luckily did have Kane, so that was very good for me. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, but. So yeah, good good week all round, and I guess that's a nice segue. I already briefly mentioned it into talking about the fixtures. Why are we so shit? Like, <laughs> honestly, not to play the kind of despondent fan card, but I honestly knew that it was going to be like a bad result for us, whether it was just a draw, which I think is a bad result given that how bad do we need wins? Um, but to have conceded eight goals to Brighton. And now six to Wolves? In... Is it six? To... Oh, yeah, because obviously FA Cup. Yeah, yeah FA Cup, we drew two all. Then we... Oh, no, we didn't concede in the FA Cup. So still, five five goals in two games against Wolves. Um, I said before that I think our main uh, kind of weak point is that we're being really wasteful with our chances. But at the same time, the defending is just shocking. Like... I know you, you, Matip got unlucky with his own goal, but you know when we were challenging City for the title and stuff, that sort of stuff just wasn't happening to us. Um, mm. So yeah, absolutely woeful. Um, Klopp will be fine, but he needs to do something because we're having a stinker at the minute. I was about to ask that question. Whether you thought Klopp? Because I mean, I've I've seen it. I've, I've seen actually. I was going to say mixed opinions. I haven't seen mixed opinions. I think everyone's been pretty resolute that. Klopp, I think was it Kara said that he would rather have the entire team change before Klopp leaves. <laughs> I mean, he does need he does need to change the team, and it, I don't know what exactly it is. And it's obviously very easy to just jump on the bandwagon quickly. But I always said last season I would have preferred us to sell Salah than to sell Mane, um, even though you know Salah scored a lot more goals than Mane has. For some reason, he's just really really frustrating, um, and. You know, this season he's only scored seven goals, and the likes of Trossard and I think Harvey Barnes and people like Phil Foden, who haven't really had that many minutes, have actually scored the same number of goals as him. Um, and you know, players have dipped in form and like off seasons and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know what it is. He's just really, really frustrating, and um, I always kind of preferred Mane. So when he signed a new deal, it was kind of like. Ugh. It's obviously good to get these players nailed down, and we can. There's talks of him actually PSG being interested, um, and I think we could maybe get like 60 mil for him or something like that. So I'd be quite keen and open to doing that because I think in the forward line, when everyone's fit, we probably need a replacement for Firmino um, because he's probably coming to the end of his time. Which which could be Gakpo, to be fair. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of good squad depth, like Gakpo comes in, but if Firmino's going to leave, we probably need someone as backup for him. Probably one more. Then you've got um, what, Jota, Diaz, Gakpo, Darwin. Yeah. That's it, I think, then, isn't um, it? And then if we were to sell Salah, that puts money in the kitty for the midfield fund that we really need for, to... Strengthen. For the mythical the mythical Jude Bellingham. Yeah. I mean, 
I really don't know whether to believe if that's very likely. Not not just because of how bad a season we're having, but um, lots of people talk about him being suited to Liverpool more than other teams, which is all well and good. But money and uh, you know Champions League football talk, so it'd be interesting to see if United or someone like that managed to get him. But yeah, we we do need major surgery. I think uh, not major. We need, we certainly need some more legs in midfield. Is I think is our main problem because uh, teams are just getting through to our backline so easily. Whereas we used to have Wijnaldum, um you know Henderson a few years ago, a bit younger, just marshalling that midfield, and no one was able to get through. So yeah, definitely reinforcements and replacements needed. But yeah, um, I think the disappointing thing was like seeing. A lot of midfielders signed for other teams as well in January. Just like even like ones like, I mean, the one that sort of really surprised me to the point where I was like, "Why haven't Liverpool looked at this?" Is Sabitzer to United? Yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't really know too much about. I, I know about him mainly from like FIFA or whatever, but yeah. I, I get the impression that he is, you know, uh, a box to box midfielder um, and has got legs. So it'd be interesting. You know, to see how he does for United because, as I say, I've not watched too much of him. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's really interesting because, like, the fact they've basically not on a free, obviously, they're paying for the loan yeah. for him. Yeah, but it's like, well, why, why didn't they go in for someone like that? Yeah, I mean, it's just weird that we went for like Arthur from um, Juve, and he's like yeah. a worse version of Thiago in terms of not very <laughs> mobile, older, um, and shit, and yeah, just not as I say, not as good technically. So. That was a really weird one. And then he's come in and got injured straight away. So he's not even been able to be back up. So, um, yeah. It, uh, I think it was kind of covered over by the fact that we were so close to winning so many trophies last year. Um, mm. Whereas this year... And we have been quite unlucky with injuries. Um, so that's really been highlighted, our weaknesses. But, um, yeah. On, many, on a sorry, much more positive note, we've got another... Happy on, the other side of the th- on, on the other side of the three nails, yeah. uh, Brentford Brentford uh, stretched their unbeaten record to nine games. Why are you um, so good now? So why oh, why are we so shit and why are you so good? I blame Man City. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that in a minute, but um, yeah, I don't know. We're just on absolute flames at the moment. Yeah. Uh, once once again, scored three goals. Tony wasn't involved at all. I mean, is this ban ever going to come? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe, hopefully, the Premier League now and the FA are so invested in what's happening at Man City, they will ignore what's happened to Ivan Tony in order to continue, continue with his life. Well, what the odds on that? On. So, he probably knows to ask, ask <laughs> Ivan Tony, so he, he, might, he might be able to give, give you some info. But um, yeah, we're actually good now. And we're, I mean, we're seventh in the table. Um, I mean, we're only six points behind Tottenham with a game in hand. So all I'm saying is... Look out, Barcelona! We're playing in the Europa League next year. Euro tour yeah. for the for the bees. I think that would actually fuck us completely. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't say anything like squad depth. I feel like that, that may be more of an issue there. But yeah, no, we're playing really well. Football's great. I mean, the quality of the goals were brilliant again. I mean, obviously, it was the assist for the assist, but Josh De Silva's pass to Brian and Wemo for the second mm. goal was. Just oh my kiss. god. It was, it was, yeah, it was Chef's kiss. It was, it was the player that I was, I was, I was uh, lording up at the start of the season. So that was nice to see. Um, yeah, and Fulham and Chelsea drawing means that we are now the biggest club in uh, in in, uh, in West London. So uh, it's all the Chelsea and Fulham fans listening. There won't be many of you because they're shit small teams. But um, hold, respectively, hold that. So yeah, no, very good, very happy. Um, but I mean, even funnier from that. Did you see Nathan Jones's press conference after the Brentford Southampton game? I saw you send the clip. I haven't actually had a chance to watch it yet. But it's the most ridiculous, ludicrous thing. Basically, he's saying that the fo- he basically was like, "Oh, the football I've been playing isn't the football I want to play." Bear in mind, he's the manager because people, individuals at the club, have basically told him he has to play a certain way. Um, so he's not been playing the style of football he wants to play. But now he, but now he'll start playing the style of football he wants to play. And that when he was with Luton, statistically, he was one of the best managers in the world, and he doesn't become a bad manager overnight. So therefore. He's going to turn it around. Sorry, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, Christ. He literally and fucking hell. I mean, if you get spare five minutes, anyone that's like you know a bit bored, nothing to do, just go on any Southampton like the official Southampton post, and literally there's a picture which is like Nathan Jones and it says hashtag Jones out, and it's 
that's all it is. Mm. All the comments are just Jones out. It's almost like the entirety of Southampton have come together to basically burn this man at the stake because it's it's actually honestly ridiculous. If you're like, Cam, if you've got a sec, have a quick check and, um, on your phone. Just it's it's literally ludicrous the amount of the amount of abuse he's getting. Mm. I, I think I, I think well the next if he doesn't, I could see him leaving for the next game. Um, but if he lose the next game, he's so quickly gone. It's going to be a bit scary. So. Yeah, I mean, did you see on, on a slight tangent? Did you see Klopp's comment after the Wolves game, and then Wolves uh, social media response? Amazing, yeah, amazing. <laughs> he does. He... He's like the. What was he saying? He said like, "Oh, the third goal shouldn't." Have... He doesn't count the third yeah. goal because it's the first time they went over the halfway line yeah, in, in second half. In the second half, and so then Wolves posted a picture of. Uh, full time two no instead of three yeah. no with a uh, with Neves's goal crossed out yeah, and then like a picture of Neves with his head in his hands like oh no <laughs> so so good yeah he does come oh, out amazing. with some very questionable and interesting I think what he tries to do is to you know do the old Sir Alex tactic and when under pressure like deflect and stuff but it just it doesn't carry off the same way that Sir Alex used to do it like everyone could tell that Ferguson was deflecting but for whatever reason. You, you swallowed it a lot better, but with Klopp, it just sounds like he's making excuses and really bad ones at that. Um, I think it's become boring. That's the issue. It's just... Because it's like constant. It's not like well, it's... What I mean of... is that Ferguson used to do it all the time. You know, yeah. the years where United were off the pace and not... They were challenging, but, you know, they weren't going to win the league when Arsenal were um, invincibles and all that sort of stuff. You know, he'd blame everything under the sun, the referee, the, the pitch, you know, everything but the players, basically. Um and, you know, as I say, everyone knew that he was doing that um, and it happened all the time. But for whatever reason, he, it was just the way he did it, for whatever mm. reason. And, and, you know, he's obviously got so much respect in the game. But, yeah, Klopp's always sound like just really bad excuses and he chooses, like, the most abstract things. I remember that time where he was like, oh, yeah, they didn't water the pitch or whatever. And so when it's like, well, both teams played on the same pitch. So what was their excuse for winning? We've got to remember it's been raining. Exactly. Um, so yeah, very strange. I hope he stops doing it because it's irritating. A little for, bit boring. Yeah, little I think that's, what, I think that's the irritation. I think more so from it. Yeah, um, it's like a yeah, constant, isn't it? And uh, this is just for Rob. Water is wet. Matoma scored. Uh, <laughs> water is wet. Rashford scored. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty pretty standard expected results on those fronts. Newcastle. Uh, water, water is wet. Bruno Fernandez got another. Bruno uh, Fernandez. Bruno Fernandes got another another return. Yeah. I mean, says Sangles. Um, and yeah, Newcastle finally conceding in the Prem brought to an end Trippier's ridiculous run of returns. It's still ridiculous. I think he's got like four blanks now this season. Yeah, four yeah, in 22 crazy. games. He was actually only three bonus points away from being on the bonus points as well. <laughs> Having conceded. Like he was actually so close to yeah. it. And after conceding, I mean... And if you look at the people who were like um, above him, it was Wilson, obviously, who scored, mm-hmm. and Longstaff, who got the assist. Apart from that, it was him, him and Botman where does, again. Where does he rank in the um, top? Uh, where is it? What are you saying? How high is he in the top scoring defender? Is he the top scoring defender? Surely I think he's top to scoring defender. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, pretty sure he is. 143 points. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, it was a bit. I think the issue with Newcastle at the moment is they're just not scoring enough goals, are they? Yeah, he's like forty-four points clear, and the next best really? is Sharp. So, oh right, well, there you go. Um, the problem with yeah, I mean, I watched most of the game of the Newcastle game, and obviously the Palace game was it the week before the nil-nil. Um, they're just not really scoring enough goals. That's what it feels like. Um, do you know what I mean? Like they sort of defensively, obviously look fantastic, yeah. but going forward. Obviously, Isaac's back now. Wilson's obviously now back in the goals, but they just didn't. Yeah, I mean, have that much threat against West Ham. That was their only their second goal in the past like five games. Mm. Um, all of the others were nil nils. I say that the three other games were nil nils, um, and before that they were pretty free scoring. So three nil Leicester, four one Southampton, four nil Villa, five um, one Brentford, four one Fulham. They've been pretty. Pretty free flowing. I mean, they did have a goal yeah. disallowed very early on yesterday. Um, yeah, they, they, in they the scored in against. thirty seconds, got VAR'd out, and then scored in thirty seconds after yeah. that. So, <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean they can kind of afford to be winning only one one nils and two nils and stuff because their defense is so solid that they literally just have to score the one goal and they're going to win the game. So yeah, um, Miggy Almiron has finally dropped off. Yeah, that was always going to happen. To be fair, um, no goals, no returns in the last five games. It's quite bad. Yeah, I'm quite glad I switched him out. Um, mm, me too. If you do still own him, then potentially could be one to go. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the blank in a bit later. But um, Leicester, I mean, picking up a big win against Villa. Yeah, well, I was gonna, yeah, just do that and then we'll go on to the next one. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, not particularly really Madison good Madison back. But... Madison scores. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate it, but I mean, it's interesting again, isn't it? Yeah. And then Deitch ball. <sighs> the Burnley boys. So, so good. I, I watched the game because, I mean, I was watching, obviously, for Saka. Sorry, for Martinelli, uh, Niketia, and obviously Ben White, who I owned. Ben White made 60 minutes this week. Fantastic. Just to concede at 60 minutes. <laughs> Jorginho came on. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, the amount of Chelsea fans I saw putting, like, Agent Georgie and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, but surely if it was Agent Jorginho, they'd be sending it to, sending them to a team like Crystal Palace or Aston Villa, who's actually competing around 10th place, not Arsenal at the top. <laughs> oh, Liverpool, yeah, send Georgina to Liverpool because, I mean, I'm not being funny, Chelsea are not competing for, for the top, so why would they send anyone to Arsenal? Um, but yeah, he, he absolutely stunk the gaff up when he came in, <laughs> so he was shocking. Um, Everton, I will talk about it in a bit, but they were phenomenal at the back. Mikalenko was so, so good. We were talking about this yesterday, I, I do kind of get it, but at the same time, I don't understand why it takes for a manager to lose their job for the players to all of a sudden, because what I'm basically saying is that I think Lampard would have delivered the same message that Deitch did of, look, we're in trouble, this is a massive game, we win this, the fans get up, get behind us, etc, etc, leave everything out on the pitch, you know, all of the old cliches, Um and as I say, I do get it because, you know, if a new manager comes in, there's potential to impress and stay in the team. But, you know, you've still got to fight for your place with the old manager. He can still choose to drop you or sell you in the January window. Um, but for whatever reason, yeah, the new manager bounce has, has done its done its thing yeah. once more. But. I do I, I do think Deitch is just, like, I think a lot of people sort of joked when he got the job as well. And I think he's actually like, he's a, a, an amazing, like, appointment for Everton. Mm. Like, because it's this, he's come into a club which is almost like slightly Burnley esque, where they're not spending any money at the moment. Um, he, there's obviously players there which he's used to working with, like Tarkovsky and McNeil. Mm. Obviously, assist for McNeil, yeah. goal from Tarkovsky, which obviously was, was scripted, wasn't yeah. it? But I saw a really interesting thing. It was like, um, you know, they do like these YouTube videos, like the coaches do like the like so and so masterclass. Yeah, yeah. So, have you seen the Sean Dyche? I haven't watched it, but I've seen... It's been doing the rounds, but he talked about, like, his defensive tactics and this, like, thing that he does. And they, like, what they've done is they've compared that to what they did on the weekend. It was actually, like, really interesting to see, like, how they set up Mm. um, compared to what Dyche said in this previous thing. So, it's, like, really interesting that it does look like that Dyche come and actually change quite a lot from a defensive point of view. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a really good coach. It was really a shock for um, when he left Burnley. Um, obviously they're doing really well under company now, but you know he, he brought them up and kept them up, and not necessarily playing the most attractive football in the world. But got to Europe, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was uh, or just off of Europe. Yeah. It was close. I mean, it was there or thereabouts. I think they might. Have, yeah, I think they might have just missed qualifying. Out then they got qualifying, think, and they got not out in qualifying. Yeah, they finished seventh, I think it was. So at that time, the Conference League wasn't a thing, but they got like Europa League qualifier or something like that. So yeah, I think they got, I think they got knocked out like <clears> the <throat> first round, but yeah, <laughs> first round of the classic. But um, I think, you know, they had a, a bit of a shoestring budget, but um, I think he can, you know, deliver the sort of football that the Everton fans want. It's not going to be the playing out the back sort of Arteta Guardiola style, but I think they'll get forward and put crosses in the box. And um, that's the sort of kind of like high tempo football that the Everton fans want to see. So I think it's a, a good match, and yeah, he's definitely a great coach. So, yeah, I mean, the rest of the games are pretty dull, but yeah. um, I do want to get your opinion on. I mean, it's only just broken today, but Man City. Yeah, are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to getting your three extra titles? <laughs> I mean, I've not really. Uh, as I said, I've been at a conference all day, so I saw a brief BBC Sport headline. So, what's actually happened? So, is, is it financial? Um, I'm. I've. All- so basically, yeah, apparently they've broken Premier League financial fair play. Um, how it's been explained and what I've seen so far is that. 
basically they've either not disclosed outgoings correctly mm. or they've not disclosed incomings correctly. So basically either inflated are they their... Are they owned by the Red Bull group? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't um, know that this wasn't supposed to be in this category. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, apparently so there's, there's talk about those particular contracts where they um, have basically falsified some of the information mm, or um, inflated uh, earnings incorrectly or falsely um, and potentially there's like outgoings which... Um, yeah, the Jace is not not said about. So yeah, it's a bit of a really weird one. Um, but apparently it spans back to two thousand and nine, so wow. it affects all six of their league titles, obviously in recent times. Um, so yeah, and apparently if the joke has now been recently that if uh, if they were to lose all those six titles, then three would go to Man United and three would go to Liverpool. Um, what's more disappointing, what people haven't realised is if it wasn't due to this, then we'd be sat here watching. Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool versus Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United, and everyone would be happy again. And we don't get that. We don't. We we've lost that out. <laughs> we've had boring Klopp football for many yeah. years, and this fucking Eric Ten Hag shit. All we want is Ole Ball back and Brendan <laughs> Rodgers back at Liverpool. Out the so, yeah. So yeah, fuck you, Man City. Um. I, so yeah, not really sure what's going to happen. There's talk about like either points deductions. Um. But people are saying because obviously it's gone on for so long. So every, I think so. What people are suggesting is that maybe they'll get something similar to what Juve have got um, mm-hmm. this year with a fifteen-point deduction. Yeah. Don't know how true this is. It's just obviously speculation. Um, but people are saying that well, if they got that, well, firstly, what's really funny is if they got a fifteen-point deduction, they would still be above Liverpool and Chelsea this year. <laughs> That's not hard. Uh, yeah, it's not. Hard. I think um, um, Forest, if they got a fifteen-point deduction, would probably be still in decent touching distance of us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so that's one of the things I've seen happen. Uh, but people are saying because it's been on for so long, how is that? How would that be fair? Because there's potential that they get 15 points and still make the Champions League mm. next year. Um, I did see a funny one where it's like, well, did they just get relegated like Juve did many years ago, mm. um, straight into the Championship? I would honestly, I'd love to see that. That would be ridiculous. imagine how how funny watching Kevin De Bruyne play Hull. I mean, that'd be, <laughs> that's that's one for that's one for Rob. So um, he's a Hull fan. Because uh, they'll still be in the championship next year. Um, <laughs> or, or, I'm honest, or in League One, who knows, eh? Um, but yeah, imagine like that would be yeah, I mean, absolutely hilarious. I'm not going to go so ridiculous as to say that I obviously wouldn't love to us have you know four titles to our name or whatever. But first of all, I don't think only only three. Don't get greedy. What? No, what I'm saying is because we've got one, so it would be plus three is four. Oh right, I mean you've got more than that, but. What, Premier League? Oh, it's Premier League. Sorry, sorry. I'm, still, I'm just thinking like League One. Oh, right, yeah. So, first division. You know, I, I'm never going to turn my nose up at that. But with these sorts of things, I do kind of feel like reinstating after the fact. I don't know. It's like when, uh, like, I mean, if we talk about the most recent example, it was like the Russian drug cheats at like, the yeah. Olympics. And it's like people saying like, oh, you know, they get the gold medal after the event. It's just not the same no. as... Being there and winning, yeah, the yeah. Moment. So I'm, I'm glad you see where I'm coming from because, yeah, that's the point I was going to make. Same with, you know, it was never going to happen either. But if they were to have taken Verstappen's title off him and given it to Hamilton after the fact, it's like, yeah, well, exactly. you know, I mean, he didn't, like, he didn't do anything wrong anyway. So. <laughs> you know, but you, you get the point in that if we were to be awarded the title for 2014 and 2017 and 2019 or whatever, then okay, great. But it's still just like, well. I don't know. Does does that really? I guess the only thing it does is um, it's affected you. It's a punishment for City then, rather than a, a reward for the other teams. Yeah, and it's and and since then, obviously, it's affected you. I mean, if you look at, I mean, Jose Mourinho would have won the title with United. Mm. That would have completely changed. Yeah. Um, that season, I mean, it would have chosen. I mean, it definitely would have changed what happened after yeah. that. Because I mean, Jose obviously went on a terrible run of form and got sacked. But I mean, if he'd won the title, yeah. I mean, again, if you look at it, I guess from. Klopp's point of view, the fact that he's won the title makes him a little bit invincible at the moment. Mm. If he hadn't won the title, yeah. would that make put his position yeah, in a bit Probably would have given Jose probably. more time. Absolutely. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, I think Ollie would have won the title then with the, when he, no, no, no. Did he not finish second one year? I think he did. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, so Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer would have won the title. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's all speculation. Now we're just yeah. getting into the realms of ridiculousness. <sighs> <sighs> On the realms of how can we fuck Man City even more? It'd be beautiful. Um, so no, I literally no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, final one before we do get into Snogmire Void. Jesse Marsh going. Good decision, bad decision. We'll do it nice and quick. I know Rich, our friend Rich is a Leeds fan. He's very pleased to see him go. 
I don't know. I I do appreciate they've not had great run of form, not many wins in the past seven or eight games, whatever it is. Um, but I do find it odd that they've given him so much money to spend in the window buying his sorts of players. You know, lots of the players they've bought are either American or from the Bundesliga where he worked with Leipzig. So he knows that league and the players well. Um, so they're, they're absolutely his signings. So, you know, you obviously can't, operate a business or live your life thinking oh but worst case scenario so we're not going to spend money and buy the players he wants because we might sack him in two weeks but um yeah I do find it weird that they've not given him more time um and yeah whether that's the American the fact he's American that's kind of given him less time um and yeah, they're they're a bit punchy, aren't they? The the Leeds ownership in terms of if it's not going well, then they'll bin them. We saw that with Bielsa, who was like a a cult hero, and they just got rid of him. So, yeah, probably ultimately it was it was like on the cards, but I, I must say I was a little bit surprised to to see that because they didn't seem to be playing too badly. I know results weren't necessarily going their way, but what? what yeah, I thought they were playing well. What are your thoughts? No, I I, I think it's a mistake. Um... The, the, the question really is who's going to get in instead. Yeah. Let's talk about Bielsa coming back. I mean, would he want to come back? Obviously, I know he's a hero there, but is that going to save them? Not sure. Um, there's also talk about Rafa Benitez coming in. That's a, that'd be a weird signing. Yeah, um, I mean, just, I don't think the Leeds fans would go for that just because he's a negative manager and they love, you know, the fast. Uh, you know, it's very similar to Everton, yeah. like high octane mm-hmm. front foot football, and that is not Rafa Benitez's style. So. Yeah, I think uh, there was a few press conferences towards the end. I thought Marsh was going a little bit the wrong way. Mm. Um, he became quite negative and it was like, I think he even said in the, like, the most recent press conferences, like, oh, we're not in a relegation battle. It's like, yes, you quite clearly are. He's like saying like, oh, we're only halfway through the season. So how can we be in a relegation battle? You're like, 17. Because you're, because you're literally right now at the bottom of the table. But I did actually think they were playing quite good football. I mean, they definitely should have beaten Brentford a few weeks ago. They were a much better team. Um and generally, the games I have watched pre- recently, I mean, obviously, I've watched the Brentford game because, well, clearly. Um, but when I watched that, I thought they were playing good football and they were unlucky, and I thought they're playing better. So yeah, I think it's the wrong decision, but I mean, that's just that's just one man's opinion. I'm not going to lie. No one really gives a fuck about it. So. Should we move on? Yeah, so Snog, Mary, Avoid. Um... If you uh, have listened to us before, then you'll know what it is. But for the for the new folk amongst you, um, twist on the uh, age-old game. So in the fantasy terms, it was someone that we recommend for the short term. Uh, this week, we're going to do a double game week 23 special, which obviously centres around Man City and Arsenal. Um, so both of our picks are from one of those two teams or both. Um, and then Mary is a slightly longer term pick, someone you'd either uh, or we recommend for um, you know a good few months or even the rest of the season. And then an avoid is someone to steer clear of, usually based on people transferring them in. So, do you want to kick off with your snog this week? Double game week yeah. twenty three special. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, if you're not aware, Arsenal and Man City will be doubling this week. I will have gone on the Arsenal route and my snog this week is going to be by Kai Osaka. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's definitely the one to have. Um, he's quite spent 8.3 million. Um, I mean, I don't know how we, how you want to do it, Cam, but I'm, I'm going to go into it anyway. Um, the three I'm going to own this week are Saka, Nketiah and Ben White. Um, that's my team at the moment and that's the three I'm going to be owning. Um, I'm actually going to be going sideways from Martinelli. Uh, obviously, only played... Two Saka. Two second, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to do the sideways move. It's actually going to cost me four points to do it as well. Uh, it's included with another. I mean, Cancelo's a part of that, so it doesn't really. It's, I'm, you know, gaining points from that side of things. But obviously, a 58 minutes appearance against Everton didn't look great, to be honest. Wasn't really that impressed. Obviously, Trossard came off him, which is now an issue. Yeah. Um, I didn't really. I mean, Obviously, it's one game, so it's hard to say. And obviously, Odegaard's been in great form, but I didn't actually really like Odegaard in that game. I thought he was quite poor. Um, I mean, Nketi could have definitely got an assist from a, an Odegaard goal if he, if he was a bit on better form. So, didn't really like Odegaard in the game. Saka just is, is for me, the, the, the player to pick. He also didn't have his best game, but Mikhail had an absolute worldie against him. Um, but 
just consistently, Saka's been so, so good this season. Obviously, seven goals, eight assists. He is probably the most expensive asset you can pick from Arsenal at the moment. Uh, but he's, I'd say, probably definitely worth the money. Um, obviously, the first game this week is against Brentford at home. Um, that makes me feel a little bit sick, but unfortunately, I will be owning him. Um, and then, obviously, it's the City City game after that. So, I only own Saka. Um, and and I'm not. I would. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be like fully on it, going like, yeah, you know, get rid of Martinelli to bring in Saka. It's potentially could go horribly wrong for me. I just for me and how my team's set up, I think long term I'd rather have Saka than Martinelli. And now's the right time to get rid of him. Yeah, I can I can see the logic behind that. I'm also contemplating moving Martinelli sideways to Odegaard, um, just because I probably could afford the jump to Saka, but. Um, it ties up less funds going to Odegaarden because he's playing so essentially and so well. But yeah, Saka is absolutely, um, you know, the numbers back it up, as you just pointed out. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what you think, um, how or if you know uh, Arsenal will bounce back because they've obviously put in some really top performances against the top six sides this year. Um, obviously, most recently and notably the United game. Um and they're now welcome City to the Emirates. So I don't know what, if you think they're going to bounce back because that will be the real test of um, you know their title credentials. Is they've had a setback against Everton? Can they bounce back? And I mean, first of all, get a result against Brentford, and then second of all, play City and get a result. Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd love to say Arsenal will lose to Brentford, I just can't really see it, unfortunately. They had, I mean, they've had obviously had a blip against Everton. Everton set up so well against them, played really well. Obviously, we talked about the new manager bounce already. Um, I think it's almost the, like the kick in the balls for Arsenal, like that sort of wake up call, like you haven't won the title yet. Um, they have looked fantastic all year, and I think just, I think obviously Brentford are on a nine game unbeaten run. Um, so who knows? But I just can't see Arsenal, unfortunately, not winning that game. Mm. Um, and then with the way Man City are playing at the moment. Wouldn't be surprised if they win that one too. Oh, that's interesting. Well, um, my snog pick is Riyad Mahrez on the other side of the the double game week. Um, he obviously only played fifty eight minutes yesterday, which is a slight concern. Um, I think I am looking to bring him in this week. The only point of contention is that we're probably going to move Martinelli to him. Uh, I mean, I just said about Odegaard, but. Um, the only thing about that is I then am taking someone out who has a double game week for someone else who has a double game week, which doesn't really make that much sense. Um, but yeah, I think he has had a good run of minutes recently for Guardiola, which is um, a bit more confidence boosting. And, you know, the times that he has featured, he's been quite productive. So um, they first of all play Villa in this double game week, which I think is quite a nice fixture at home. Um, and yeah, having lost to Spurs, I mean, they're, def- they're definitely not in the best of form. You know, didn't play very well in the first half, managed to recover it against Spurs a few weeks ago. Then yesterday, weren't able to quite do that. But um, I think they'll they'll have a reaction against um, Villa. Um, Arsenal is a favourable fixture. And then even beyond that, they then have Forrest and Bournemouth away. So a good, a good spate of fixtures. Um, so yeah, Mars is my pick. Yeah, um, I'm really worried about that pick. Just, I, I, I think it's, I think it will probably work out for you. But well, it's, it's just obviously the Pep Roulette situation is always a, a, a worry. Um, he can never be too confident on who he's going to pick. So, yeah, yeah. I think the interesting one, I, I just side on that. Grealish has played 90 minutes in the last three games. Yeah, and I mean he—I he's mean he's done nothing. Well, but... that's what I was going to say. Is he obviously got the goal against United? He's had a few assists in there, but he just hasn't been productive enough. Um, yeah, I re- it's obviously like a new system, new teammates to adapt to and stuff. But he's nowhere near as threatening as he was for Villa. Um, so he, he's starting to get more involved, and but his his defensive work has been better than his attacking more recently. You see that interview that he had with yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. Davison, where he like said oh yeah it was so great the, th- the moment that stood out for me was when you ran back and tackled and he was like well that's brutal um, <laughs> but you know the same against Spurs yesterday like 
he was doing more recovery runs and defending than he was actually affecting their goal. So, um, yeah, for me, I'd probably, yeah, go to Mahrez instead of Grealish. Um, yeah. Probably who, gonna own, who are you going to own for this double, just out of interest? What do you mean in terms of who will be playing? Oh, Arsenal and Man City players. Like, is, do you have like a pretty, com- like, have, pretty confident who you're having? Or? Having Ketia, as I say, I think I might keep... It's really awkward because... I would be just having Martinelli for the sake of having him because he's playing twice. I don't think he's going to be that much of a threat. Um, I could be very wrong, but obviously Haaland. It's always Haaland. Um, Nketiah. And then I want to bring in uh, Mares, But, yeah, I'm not that confident on Martinelli. So Is that, is that going to be five then? Five? Yeah, just four. Four. Yeah, I don't have any Arsenal defenders and I'm not that interested in them because even if they do beat you guys, I feel like Brentford have a good chance of scoring. Um, and then I think City certainly will score against them. So that's not that enticing. Um, I know you've talked about Ake. Um, mm. Is he your... Does he feature in this segment or no? No. no? Okay, so I can um, talk about him. Um, yeah. yeah, he's obviously... You know, seem to have nailed down that left back space, and if not, then in the middle of played the defense. Ten, played back. So, yeah, played centre back. Yeah, played centre I think he kind of, but then that changes so quickly. Only, only six weeks ago, he wasn't even in the starting eleven, and now he's nailed on, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got to have Ake." So, yeah, I think the good thing about Ake is he has almost two chances to start. So he's either centre back or he's yeah. left back. Whereas, obviously. No one's really been talking about him, but so okay. So I mean, obviously, Man City recently been absolutely trashed defensively. Um, they've not kept a clean sheet. Uh, sorry, Wolves the last clean sheet obviously was last week, but since then, before that, since the World Cup, they've kept one clean sheet. Um, no, Chelsea away. Chelsea away was clean sheet. Yes, they won. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So two two clean sheets since the World Cup. So been pretty dreadful. Akanji's played 90 minutes in every game apart from that Chelsea game since the World Cup, so he's really interesting. The problem is they've got Ruben Diaz on the bench. Mm, and Laporte. And I just... I think Laporte has been in and out of injury and illness. is a bit of a weird one on that one. So I just sort of... I just don't love the Akanji pick. I'm not sold by Rico Lewis because I feel like, although he's played good, solid minutes throughout, he's also been very in and out of the team. Yeah. So... 40, there's been a few 45-minute appearances. Then there's obviously a couple of 90-minute appearances. Then there's a game where he's not played at all. So just, I know it's 3.9 million, but I think for me, Ake's the move this week. Obviously played every game since the World Cup, apart from against Wolves last week, where he got dragged off after 45 minutes. And that's when Cancelo came on. So, sorry, was that Cancelo? Was that the one when Cancelo came, started, and then got dragged off 45 minutes? And Ake came on for him. Uh, I think that was one. against Chelsea, wasn't it? Was that? Oh yes, it was. Sorry, yeah, it was against Chelsea. So Lewis I think came, Ake's I think. no Walker got taken off with Cancelo, yes. and then Lewis and yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Someone else. Ake, so I think. think Ake of all the picks. I mean, he's five point one mil, so he's the third cheapest defender. Um, of well, sorry, Rick, uh, Rico Lewis. I keep forgetting about him. Walker, I'm not interested in at all. Um, Akanji. Akanji is the only one that I'd be like mm, interesting, but obviously with Diaz on the bench mm. on the weekend. Um, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, he is their best defender, Diaz. Yeah. So I feel like he's got to come in some. I mean, especially losing to Tottenham on the like on the weekend. Surely Pep's got to change something. I feel like Rico Lewis will probably move back to right back because he played left back this week, didn't he? Yes. Well, he played in midfield, um, I think. Oh, is it? A, yeah, they're playing a stupid like four three, aren't mm-hmm. they? So like four when they're defending, they moves into midfield when they attack. Um. Yeah, I mean, which I mean is which is I mean is good. I mean, it's, again, that's a positive. But then, it's, if he's not playing, then I just don't, I, just, I don't want to take the risk on double game week, especially if I'm taking a hit. Yeah, no. To bring in a player that I'm less confident in than someone like Aki, where I'm more confident. I've said this now: Aki 100% is getting benched in both games. Um, it's a given. But yeah, I think for me, Aki first, then a Kanji, then Lewis would be my three in that order. Sound like um, Gareth Bale. Golf. <laughs> um, Wales. Golf. Madrid. Yeah, so. Marys. That's my. Marys. Um, Okie dokie. Uh, mine's going to be from Super Rogue. 
um, and I'm fully jumping on the Deutsche Ball bandwagon after uh, this week's performances, I'm going with Brentford legend James Tarkovsky. <laughs> so the reason I'm doing it is because so we're coming up to an, an upcoming blank in 25 where basically you're going to have no Trippier, no Shaw, um, no Brighton and no Brentford who they're both playing because uh, obviously the League Cup final. You need to have a player that's playing. Um, I actually don't even know who Everton's playing in 25 so this could be this could go horribly wrong. That's it, Aston Villa at home. Um, they've obviously got Liverpool this week which I think is a t- um, well, actually I can say a tough fixture. <laughs> we can't score, mate. So. Can't even score a goal. Uh, so Liverpool this week away at, at uh, Anfield. And then they've got Leeds at home who've got no manager at the moment. Aston Villa, who not being funny, scoring a couple of goals, but they're not good. The Nottingham Forest, who have been playing a lot better. And then Brentford in 27, who they're obviously going to lose to. But everyone's, I mean, there's a lot of people sat on uh, Kinder Bueno. Um, sorry, Hugo Bueno. Um, Patterson, who's obviously been injured, potentially will be fit by 25. But the way Coleman played on the weekend, I can see Coleman as being a bit of a Deutsch player. Oh yeah, pure passion. So, I think it's a year's pure passion. Um, and so James Kodoski at, two, at 4.2 million. It's obviously a bit of set-piece potential there, obviously as, as seen by the goal. Um, and I sort of don't mind it. It's he's You're going to bench him most of the time, to be honest. But if you're looking for someone around the 4 million mark, James Tarkovsky is not a bad shout. Stick him in your team. Okay, yeah, he's 0.3 of a million more than Patterson at the moment. 0.3 of a million more than Bueno. But... At the moment, there's not really many four million defenders that you can rely on. So, my marry, as weird as it is, is going to be James Tarkovsky. Yeah, but then you are weird. So, exactly. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're you're right. It is bandwagony. Um, the only thing is that obviously Patterson, Patterson is out until mid Feb. I think it is maybe even later. So um, you can't really get in that way. And as you say. Coleman might have taken his place now. So, yeah, I think as well, caveated by the fact that Game Week 25 is going to be so sparse. Um, well, not so sparse, but it will take up a lot of players that people already have in. So, um, I floated the idea of free hit for Game Week 25, which was very quickly shut down by Thomas. But uh, I, you definitely can. I'm, I'm not saying you def- well, definitely Well, I can see not. the merit because I think I used both of my free hits early last year and it left me in a bit of a tight spot with the final few games where there were doubles and all sorts. So, um, yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I mean, obviously after listening to this podcast, um, Planet FPL, uh, James, who is going to come on at some point with us, um, has just released the chip strategy pod mm-hmm. with Surge and that is, I've read what listed the other day, it's really, really good. Um, definitely worth a listen. Yeah, for sure. Um, my marry is the goat Kepper. Um, in the same way that I was so uh, incredulous at how we're so bad, how Brentford are so good, how is Kepper so good? Um, Twenty nine points in his past three games. Uh, the scout did an article on him quite recently, basically saying he is rivaling Nick Pope. I mean, he's played half the amount of minutes, so he's not anywhere near in terms of being top point scorer. But in recent times, his form is, I think it's actually better than Pope's, um, if not certainly matching it. So, um, yeah, Chelsea aren't anything um, to behold at the minute. They have started to tighten up at the back, evidenced by those three clean sheets in the past three games. Um, And they have okay-ish fixtures coming up. I think the main recommendation for Kepper is he is now 4.6, but that's still quite cheap. He's only 7.8% owned, and he seems to be making lots of saves, and off the back of that, when they can keep a clean sheet, he's then getting bonus points. So, um, probably wouldn't recommend any other Chelsea defenders, just because they don't have the potential to make saves like Kepper does, and they're not that attacking. Um, and I'll come to that in a second for my avoid. So, yeah, Kepa is my marry for that reason. And as I said, my avoid is going to be Reese James. Um, I'm actually quite keen to get him in, but I'm saying to avoid at the minute because he's just come back from injury and they seem to be managing his minutes. Um, and as I say, Chelsea aren't that convincing defensively. Um, Obviously, unlike Kepa and the other Chelsea defenders, 
Reese James has really high attacking potential, so that is a, a a plus next to his name for that reason. But yeah, I think we just need to hold fire a second because there's nothing more frustrating. I know I didn't own him this week, but there's nothing more frustrating than a, a team keeping a clean sheet and a player being subbed before they get the points for that clean sheet. Um, and it seemed to be intentionally at the 59th minute that he got subbed this week. So um, yeah, I will hold fire on Reese James, but I am looking to bring him in because as soon as people start getting on him, his price is going to go through the roof and then it's going to be quite awkward and annoying to try and get that up to him. So um, yeah, Reese James is my avoid, but only for the, the time being and the short term pick. Yeah, agreed. The only uh, I said I said it a couple, I think I said it with Rob actually I might have said it with you a few weeks ago at Benoit Badashile. Oh yeah, really good. Yeah, really. I've good. not been able to watch too much Chelsea, but I have heard commentary people saying that he he's been impressive and he's not in their Champions League squad, is he? So I think he's only going to get he's not been he's not been included in the Champions League. Squad. Well, so this is the thing that they obviously had picked, so many bloody players. Well, yeah, literally they had so many players already that people were missing out. Um, but when they've now signed new ones, they basically have, as much as people have said that their approach is really scattergun and there's no kind of reason or rhyme to the signings they're making, they are going for a youth approach and particularly players younger than 22, I think it is, because you can add, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's unlimited or if it's seven, I think. Yeah, extra seven. players to your squad or as like a B pool of players to I pick can't remember. From. Been a while since I played football manager, so <laughs> it's basically there's a loophole that allows them to have extra players. Um, but even with that, they basically got to a limit, and so I think um, yeah, he's not on the Champions League squad. Just checked. yeah, they're keeping the likes of Koulibaly who are experienced and stuff to play the Champions League games, and then Badiashile. I mean that it, now I know that that makes me like him even more. To be fair, like who Badiashile? Badiashile, yeah. Why? Well, if he's not in the Champions League squad, then he's going to be playing every. Oh, game I thought you meant as in just like as a bloke. You mean as a pick? Oh, as a pick. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him as a no, pick. No. He might be a lovely bloke, but no. he might also be a dickhead. I'm not sure. So. But then you'd get um, right as rain. So. Very good fixtures. Um, only problem is obviously they've got the game twenty five is against Tottenham away. So yeah, Harry Kane will probably score in that. <laughs> probably. Um, so yeah, yeah. Avoid Reese James. Okay. Well, my avoid and it. it I can't, I'm not sure if I can do it, to be honest. It's going to be Ben Me. No. Um, no. Uh, if you are jumping on Ben Me now, then I'm just going to let you know you've missed the bandwagon. Um, Lucky. You needed yeah, to just, be as smart just, as me like two weeks ago. Yeah, well done, Cam. I mean, Cam got him in and has taken full advantage of all of his points in the last few weeks. For once. Um, sorry? I said for once. For once, absolutely. Um we're playing Arsenal away next in 23. We then play Palace at home, which I think, you know, yeah, fine. Clean sheet can definitely happen there. They're then blank in 25 due to the rearranged fixture that was meant to be Man United. Um, my void was actually going to be Matoma this week, but I felt like Ben Mee's been... I feel like Ben Mee needed to be said more. Um, Brighton of Palace away, Fulham at home. Again, two good fixtures, but unless you can bench him, which I feel like is more of the, is more of the issue with Ben Mee, to be honest, because... A lot of people own Trippier, a lot of people own Shaw. You're not going to want to get them out for one week because, you know, Man United's fixtures after the blank aren't bad. Um, and Newcastle fixtures, Newcastle have obviously been very good recently and no one's getting rid of Trippier at the moment just because of how well he's doing. Um, so that means that's two down already. So that means you've got three defenders and therefore you need to play. I mean, sorry, well, you don't want to bring another defender that's going to blank again. So I wouldn't be advising bringing in Ben Mee. I mean, after the blank, fine. If you want him, you've got Fulham at home, Everton away, absolutely. No problem at all. But right now, if you haven't had Ben Mee and you're trying to chase points, don't get him in now. I think the other thing is that people aren't going to get rid of Trippier for a game week only. is because they've got so much invested in him. Um, you know, I got him in at 5.1 and he's now 6 or 6.1. So I've gained like half a million in value that I would just be throwing away. So... Uh, and I rebought him at five point nine tears. Stupid, because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, my avoid this week is Ben Me. Oh, that actually pains me. But he has been the best signing of the, of the Premier League. So suck on that, Haaland. <laughs> yep, that's that's what everyone's uh, conclusion from this se- season is. I would say, pound to pound, 
Ben Mee <laughs> has been worth more than Haaland has. Yeah, definitely. So, well, Ben Mee was on a free and Haaland was, what, 60 million, so therefore pound to pound. Ben Mee's been better. Can you divide zero by anything? Exactly. <laughs> so, if anything, he's actually priceless. <laughs> the goat. Logic. I'm going to do the... Uh... Oh, yeah, okay. So, you know the, the point to the head yeah, yeah. Um, well, celebration? Oh, yeah. That Neves oh, yeah, did yeah, yesterday, yeah. obviously. Neves did this thing at the point. I mean, Rashford's done it, and everyone's saying, oh, you know, who started it? Do you want to know who actually started that celebration? Go for it. Ben me. Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> well, apparently, the first. The um, Ruben Neves one is to do with Andrea Pirlo. Um, okay. Whereas the Rashford one and the Saka one, where he copied Rashford, was is to do with, like, not listening to people and all that sort of stuff, so. Uh, right, Nicholas Bentner just didn't, didn't care. So Lord Bentner, you mean? Lord Bentner, absolutely Lord Bentner. I do so wonder yes. how some people ever make it or made it as professional footballers. And Lord Bentner is one of them. <laughs> he wasn't that bad, was he? Yeah, but he also wasn't good, was he? <laughs> yeah, good answer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like Arsenal's main striker next to Maro and Shamak. Oh, bloody hell. Um, the league. Yeah, I mean, do you want to know the do you, do you want to know the top scorers this week? Is it me? <laughs> no, suck it. <laughs> it's not. It's not you. Is it Rob? It is Jamie Miller. Oh, fuck off, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's on ninety five points. I times I was about to say it's you, and then I was scrolling through, and I saw Jamie got ninety five points, and I was like, yeah. To be fair, I I'm think like, I'm having a, a better season than Jamie, though. You are having a better season than Jamie. Yeah. Um, it, the only the only difference in his team compared to yours is he has Estepunin. Oh yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Other than that, you, literally, you 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 have exactly the same uh, players, pretty much. So yeah, um, Jamie's Jamie yeah. normally is very solid in FPL, so it's a a big feather in the cap to be ahead of him. But yeah, that's probably not going to last for long. Um, yeah, no, it really isn't. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You are. Yeah, yeah, that is. And you're second. If it makes you feel better, you're second. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you you the 90 points. Who are you captaining this week? I mean, it's always Haaland. Yeah, apart from when it's not. Uh, yeah. Apart from <laughs> this week when it wasn't. Um, yeah, it's Haaland. Yeah, it's got to I've, this, Yeah. Thomas, I mean, as, as you uh, uh, know, I was very torn on whether to hold my captaincy for Haaland this week. My triple captaincy chipped for Haaland this week and not. So I'm little bit worried because I'm I'm captaining him really as a shield protect to protect myself because it's going to be I think it's going to be definitely EO over 200% mm. I think yeah and this is the thing now that whenever he has a double game week and us having used our triple captainship obviously we're going to captain him but to a certain extent we don't want him to do that well because okay let's say lots of people probably will Triple captain this week who still have their chip left, um, so it gets it out of the way and done. But if for whatever reason people save it for like a more favourable uh, pair of fixtures, and that could be quite painful. But yeah, I mean, there's not expected to be too many Man City double game weeks uh, throughout the rest of the season. They actually haven't got that many games to rearrange. Um, yeah, because they're out of all at of the moment. The... Are they out of the FA Cup? No, they have uh, Bristol City next. Oh yeah, so they still got that, but obviously no Carabao. Champions League still to go as well, but Champions League still to go. So yeah, um, interesting one, but we'll see what happens there. Is that all we've got time for? I think it might be all we've got time for. Tears, tears in the chat. Um, well, well, what's the? It's been. I'm so out of practice. What's the? What's the code for the league if people want to join? I know it's quite late in the season now, but oh, I don't know. I don't even know. Myself, <laughs> to be honest. I thought you had it tattooed. No, uh, I've got rid of okay. that one. I had it tattooed over with a picture of Ben, ben Mee, Mee, yeah. who you've just told people to avoid. Doesn't matter, he's still the game. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you all for joining us um, and listening to our ramblings once more. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, where there will probably be a tweet at some point with the league code. So given that we are awful hosts and can't remember the league, uh, code to our own league, BJ3GE. So you don't have to troll through Twitter, but still follow us nonetheless. FPL Dummy Tom, FPL Dummy Cam, and at FPL by Dummies for the main channel. Um, yeah, we will 
be back next week, I assume, um, after Rashford has scored another three goals um, to take me to 145 points this week. Um, and Liverpool will have lost 3-0 to Everton. So enjoy the second half of Double Game Week 22 all, and we'll see you halfway through Double Game Week 23.